You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Jesus interprets the law of retribution. Learn more about non-retaliation in week 7 of our series, Redefined. Our text is found in Matthew chapter 5, 38 to 40. Just four verses, six sentences, really powerful. Let me read it to all of us. Follow me as I read here the word of the Lord. God tells us you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil, but if anyone slaps you at the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. The text tells us about another relational issue and this is the issue of retaliation. Jesus is telling us, do not retaliate. And we will see why. Though it is really normal and it's just fitting for us, it's an acceptable practice. Kung you play basketball here, mga lalaki, mga lalaki, ba? Nasiko ka. Di ba? Parang, grabe na. Gusto mong balikan eh, kahit minor injury lang, di ba? Gusto mong balikan. Grabe yun ah, di ba? And whether being cut or overtaking by a fellow driver, be, or whether being dishonored online, among you may nareceive na ng negative comment online, okay, you want to get back those people. Whether you've been shamed by a relative, that you want to get back the offense, or nag-gossip ka sa office, you want to gossip back, revenge seems natural and acceptable for all of us. The question is, why does retaliation come so natural to us? Bakit ba ganun? Bakit, minsan, ba, nag-i-imagine na tayo na gumaganta rin tayo, just, you know what, we just want to get even with the offense that we have. Why is it in our bloodstream? Why do we have this burning tendency to, you know, just make matters right? Okay, gusto nating makareceive ng justice. You know, I believe this is the answer. It's because deep within us, okay, the reason why we retaliate, the reason is deep within us, there is an innate need for justice and honor. We don't want, there's this deep desire for us to be treated fair. Diba? We don't want to lose our face. Yung sa'yo, gusto napapahiya kayo lagi. We don't want that. And we believe we are entitled to certain rights somehow, right? So natin, di ba, parang may, may rights naman ako dito, di ba? So medyo may ganun tayo minsan, entitled tayo. But what does Jesus teach us about this issue? How does a citizen of the kingdom, okay, that is ushering in, respond when he or she is dishonored? When he or she is mistreated? When he or she is taken advantage of? Good thing, the Lord does not leave us in the dark. He has given us His Word. And in fact, we've read it. And for the sake of this message, I just allow me to divide the passage into three headings. Verse 8 tells us the problem that we all have. And verses 39 to 42, the pattern Jesus sets. And just a little reflection on that, looking at it at a different angle, we also see the power that makes that pattern a reality in our lives. So Jesus started uh, with a problem in verse 38. You have heard that it was said. He was quoting an old principle that was, you know, uh, having a different practice at, at, at their time right now. And an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, is actually a law. This is a retribution law, or technical term niya is lex talionis, if I, I mentioned it right. 
The principle being is that there should be a punishment that fits a specific crime. And there should be a just penalty, take note, a just penalty for evil actions. Okay, so kung nanakaw yung tupa mo, palitan niya dapat ng tupa. Okay, binulag ka, huwag mong babasagin yung ulo. Okay, basagin mo lang din, ah, bulagin mo lang din yung mata. So may ganun. It was uh, a law that's actually good. It protects uh, the society from chaos. Imagine a society without any law. Okay, without any order. Diba, minsan napahiya ka lang, gusto mo na talagang patayin yung isang tao eh. And that would be chaotic, right? That's why the law protects us and it's actually a safeguard and a warning for us to, you know, just behave right. We need external government because we really can't govern ourselves. And that was the purpose of the law. The problem is, okay, these Pharisees and, and during their time, they were misapplying the law. Because in the original context of this, okay, itong retribution law, it should, have, it should be done in a context of court of law. Okay, there are authorities that would uh, implement the eye for an eye thing. Okay, the problem with the Pharisees and the people of their time, they were taking into their hands justice. I don't trust the government. I'm gonna take matters into my own hand. Binuntis niya ang aking kapatid. Patay siya sa akin. May fraternity ako. Papaabangan ko siya. Papabugbog ko siya sa labas. Okay? You, you wanna take matters into your hand. You wanna receive justice for yourself. And... It was chaotic. Now, Jesus was putting light. He was making it highly defined. This is not actually the heart of the law. Because it intended to protect people. Okay, now, the same applies to us. The problem with us is that apart from the gospel, we will apply this in our own flesh. Ending up, na tayo yung the one, like we were, we're taking the place of the judge. Okay, among you are familiar with the TV series Arrow. Right? Diba? Yung the green arrow. Okay, how about the movie, uh, what's this movie, the, the movie who uh, had his dog killed? Okay, John Wick. Familiar kay John Wick, napatay yung aso niya, di ba? Galit na galit siya na mga pumatay sa aso ko, di ba? How about this one? It's a classic, The Godfather. Di ba? Ubusan ng lahi to, pinatay niya yung kapatid natin, patayin natin, di ba? Abangan sila, di ba? Mga mafia. And it looks acceptable in our culture, and, di ba, parang, that's our tendency. On our own, we're gonna take it into our own hands. I remember uh, an office mate, hindi ko na sabihin ko sinong pangalan niya ngayon, but before he worked in another office, and he said, uh, one time daw, may isa siyang office mate pinahiya in public. So, nung silang dalawa na lang, sabi niya, bro, napahiya ka yata doon, ha? Kamusta ka? Na-offend ka ba? <laughs> don't mind me, I don't get offended. I get even. <laughs> babalikan niya o may pinaplano na pala siya okay okay so sometimes we're like that no? parang dinedeny pa natin yung offense pero gagantihan na lang natin siya on our own hands and that is the problem when we take justice into our hands because we're fallen people we really can implement justice on our own we need a, a body okay a people who would account us for alright now John Stott gave a clear insight into this text uh, a, a theologian a bible teacher he said Jesus was not prohibiting the administration of justice. Umongi believed that God is a God of justice. Right? He wants that when you were uh, um, taken advantage of, diba, kung ikaw ay na-abuse, there's justice for that. The Avenger would come. I mean, God, the Avenger would come, not the Avengers. Huh? <laughs> but God is the ultimate Avenger. He would avenge you for whatever uh, you know, loss that you have. So He was not prohibiting the 
administration and enforcement of justice, but what? Rather, he was forbidding us to take the law into our own hands. An eye for an eye is a principle of justice belonging to the courts of law. It's for the authorities to implement. Now, personal life application, we must rid not only of all retaliation in word, Facebook comment, or indeed, okay, basketball or sport, but of all animosity of spirit. Again, it's about the matter of the hearts. Hindi ka nga nagre-respond, hindi ka nagko-comment, pero in your mind, di ba, naka-imagine mo siyang bumabaksak, na-imagine mo siyang napapahiya, you're still doing the same. In essence, in your heart, you're also sinning. But that is the, the problem with us. Now, here's the pattern, quickly now. In verses 39 to 42, we can see here a pattern that Jesus is asking us, instructing us as His people, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, and as uh, people of the kingdom, dapat sabi niya, ganito. Okay, ganito ka mag Here's the pattern that I'm giving you right now. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. You don't have to prove yourself in your own strength. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the, the other also. Now, this is not literal, no? Sinampal ka, pasampal ka rin. Oh, ito pa, ito pa, I want to please Jesus. No, the heart of this is this. Slapping the face of a person is all about insult. Okay, if you have been disrespected publicly, if you've been uh, insulted, okay, how do you respond? Jesus says, do not retaliate. Tumahimi ka lang. Among you would believe that that's really hard. You know, ang hirap naman nun, Lord, napahiya ako. I need to, you know, show my face, get back. So, this is about, you know, how to respond when insulted. The next verse tells us, Okay, and if anyone, again, tatlong if anyone yun eh. If anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. Okay, now, this verse speaks of uh, how we respond when we're mistreated. Because during their time, okay, during their time, you can be sued and yung pambayad mo, yung tunic mo. Pero hindi dapat i-demand yung cloak mo. Okay, but Jesus here was saying, okay, ministreet ka, minanipulate ka, kinuha nila yung napaka-valuable sa'yo because that covers you. Bigay mo na rin kahit yung coat mo. Bless mo na yan. Oh, this is radical. Again, this is difficult. This is really hard. Okay, when somebody does this to you, parang, di ba, parang, ayoko nang gawin to. You're taking advantage of me. This another verse, verse 41. If anyone... If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Here's the background of this uh, particular verse. Who among you are familiar with the, the phrase, go the extra mile? Narinig na yun, di ba? It talks about excellence, talk about standing out. Dito galing yun. Okay, because during their time, the Israelites were under the Roman Empire. And because it was a political power, it was, uh, no, they have uh, instituted a law. Now, yung mga Roman soldiers, they could, by law, force any tambay or anyone na Jewish, they can force them to carry the shields and the armory for one mile. Pag lumagpas na ng one mile, dapat yung sundalo na yung magbuhat nun. Okay, so medyo merciful pa silang konti, pero mabigat yun, ha? dibiro yung one mile. And so, these Roman soldiers would force them, oh, buhati mo yung shield ko, buhati mo yung armalite ko, buhati mo yung cannon ko, di ba? Bigat-bigat nun, di ba? So, one mile. Okay, but Jesus here was saying, if you are part of my kingdom, don't just go one mile. Go the extra mile. Stand out. Be different. Shine as light. And you know what? Even in this practice, according to church history, a lot of Roman soldiers become followers of Jesus. 
simply because of the testimony of these people obeying Jesus. Kasi kakaiba yun, parang how can you do that? How can you be so selfless, be serving us, who are actually mistreating your nation? And that speaks of the grace of God. Now, last but not the least, is this. Verse 42, okay, when you're being domineered, verse 40 tells us, Give to the one who begs from you. Do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. Now, this is about when you're taking advantage of. This to give you a picture, again, another uh, practice in, in their time, in Jesus' time. Um, pwede kang mangutang. Pero kung yung utang mo umabot na ng seventh year, or the year that they call the year of the Jubilee, lahat ng utang are free. Now, there are people who are taking advantage of that law. Nangungutang lang sila pag malapit na sa seventh year. Alright? Fifth or sixth. Kasi alam nila, pag umabot na ng seventh, yes, wala na akong utang. Okay, who among you, you, you like that, no? Wala nang ganun ngayon, no? We still have to pay. But, during this, this time, dahil practice yun, wala nang gusto magpahiram. Ayoko. Gagamitin mo lang to Ayoko. Di ba? But Jesus was saying, Hey, give something. Bless them. Do not withhold to those people borrowing from you. You know what? Here's a great practice, a wise practice that I learned in our church growing up. If someone, especially someone you do not know yet, Personally, nangungutang sa'yo for a business venture, you know, ah, bro, pahiram naman ng ano, magsisimula lang ako, baka may extra ka dyan. For example, okay, 10,000, ang kailangan nyo ng 10,000, eh, I don't have money, I only give what I decide to give, what is, uh, yung maluwag sa akin, so I would give 500. Oh, bro, hindi ko alam, no, pero sa'yo na yan, diyan utang, bless ko na sa'yo yan. Okay, that's a practice for us because umong you believe, ang dami na akong nasirang relationships ng utang. dami na sirang buhay and ministries because of wrong use of debts. And that's the way we do it in the church to protect each other in our testimony. You just bless, just give what you could give and don't expect anything in return already. Okay, now, some of you might think, ah, so I just need 20 people. Hiram lang ako ng tig pa 500. May 10,000 na ako. Sobra ka naman mag-isa. But, you know, the point is that, okay, huwag kang schemer. But if another, if a person is scheming you, you know, he's manipulating you, bless mo na lang. Be a child of God and demonstrate the difference that you now have in your life. Manipulation schemes, kakaiba. In short, in all this law, in these four uh, imperatives that Jesus is teaching us, he was telling the listeners and us right now to go beyond the technicalities, just you know, just to comply to what Jesus is expecting. Para checklist, Lord, para okay ako, ano ba sinasabi mo? No, Jesus wants us to obey from the heart. Obey from a different kind of motivation, which we will find out later on as we continue. I have a question here. You know, the Bible is filled of imperatives. You should do this, you should do that, you should not do that. Umang you could say that all the imperatives of the Word of God to us is not difficult. But, you know, here's what I believe. It's not actually difficult. It is impossible. All the law, all these patterns, all these examples, okay, the, the people in the Old Testament, what Jesus is telling us, even in the New Testament, all these things are impossible. Because apart from the Holy Spirit, we cannot obey from a different kind of obedience that would honor Him. Yes, we could try hard. You could be good people. Di ba yung mga laki sa church like me? Kaya pag laki namin, nangangalay kami. 
Gusto namin magrebelde kasi ginawa namin lahat pero parang walang nangyayari. So yeah, rebelde na lang tayo. Nasawa, alam mo yun, yung religious lang, external lang. But you know what? Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, He was telling us that this actually, the Sermon on the Mount and all the imperatives in the Bible is possible if you have the power. He's gonna provide. Third section, the third uh, thing. Is a power that makes this possible. How can this be possible? How can not retaliating be a natural response to us? Because in the natural sense, di ba, pag talaga sinapaka, gusto mo sapakin eh. Pag pinahiya ka, gusto mo pahiya. But how can this be possible? And Lord, why? Why? What's at stake here? Why, could, why should we obey this? And how can this be possible? You know, looking at the verses 39 to 42, if you look at that, not just as a pattern, but if you realize and acknowledge the person behind who said this, it was actually Jesus. Malapit ka na sa power. Malapit ka na dito sa tinatagong uh, motivation. The gospel kind of obedience. Because if you look at this, you realize that the person who's giving this instruction is actually the source of power for us to obey as well. How can that be possible? How can we experience the power? Here's the answer. Because Jesus himself did what he was teaching. It was a foreshadowing of what he was about to do when he will be mistreated on the, 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 the monkey jury. Okay na, di ba, nag, yung nagkaroon ng trial, sa gabi, dapat kung may trial ka, dapat sa umaga. So he was mistreated, he was, uh, you know, accused, he was dishonored, he was uh, maltreated, dami. On his way to the cross, he experienced that. But the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 2 verse 23, when they hurled their insults at him, he did not what? He did not? Everybody now. He did not retaliate. And when he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he trusted himself to him who judges justly. I was just playing in my mind. If, sabi ko, Lord, kung ako yung nasa position mo, alam ko na saan ako ni God, I could have said, I could have threatened them. Don't you know who I am? I can call the angels and kill you right now. I'm the son of God. Ah, but you know, Jesus didn't do that. What did Jesus do? He was just silent. He was so secure. He was so sure. Nobody can take my identity from me. I am the son of God. And I'm here to fulfill my mission. Jesus did not retaliate, but entrusted himself to the one who would just justly judge you know, one time in history, on that brutal, wicked, unjust Roman cross, Jesus fulfilled our ultimate need for justice. How did He do that? He gave up His rights as God. He was God, yet He did not count it Himself as God. He came here to be a servant. He humbled himself to obedience to death. He served justice by taking in injustice. He took our shame so he could bring back our honor. He was dishonored, mocked here and there, but he did not revile. How did he press on? How, what was his motivation? How was he able to do that? You know how? For the joy that was set before him, the Bible says he endured the cross, scorning the shame of the people. Pressing on to what he was called to do. What was that joy he was looking after that he was so fixed? It was a joy 
of seeing you and I come into the kingdom that He is ushering here. It was seeing you healed. It was seeing your brokenness restored. It was seeing you being made right with God once again. That was His joy. And He was like, I was imagining, Ah, grabe, ito na ba yung kaya niyong ibigay sa akin? Ah, sige. He was scorning the shame the people are throwing at Him. But He was so secure. He was so sure. And I pray that the same security would fill our hearts enough that we would live a kind of life that Jesus lived. Grabing radical yung buhay niya, no? It was like you were so sure that nothing can be taken out from you. It was saying like, Sige, bring it on. Whatever you would do to me, I'm so secure. I'm gonna press on with what God has told me to do. Here's one thing. Take home. I pray that you would uh, really see this a reality in your life. That retaliation, knowing that sin, what sin has done to us and what Christ has done to us, retaliation doesn't make sense to you anymore. As you grow in the realization of God's grace. Kung ikaw ay nandito ngayon at naiintindihan mo ng mas malaki pa at mas bago, every day the grace of God is becoming more real to you. It's becoming so big for you. It's becoming so weightier for you than anything in this world. Reality, retaliation is something that doesn't have a hold on you anymore. It doesn't make sense when you are so filled with the grace of God. Here's the picture. Human insults compared to what Christ has done for me, significant. Temporal losses, okay, na naloko ka, kinuha yung kotse mo, I see those as trivial. Kunin mo na pati bahay ko. Earthly powers na pinag-aagawan, pinagpapatayan ng mga tao ngayon, it's too small. One day, I will sit with Christ. We will judge the angels. You know the authority. You know the inheritance that's so greater than the insults that the world will throw at or potential losses you may experience in this life. I want you to imagine this. Okay? And imagine that this is actually true. If I tell you that someone so rich has deposited 100 million pesos into your savings account right now, imagine mo lang, oh, may 100 million pesos ka in your bank account. And you're here and you were walking out this church service with your wallet that has 100 pesos inside of it. And somebody out of nowhere, as you were walking out, the elevator may, may the flash, or hindi ko kinuha yung wallet mo. Here's my question. Will you, will you still chase after that wallet? Knowing that you have 100 million pesos in your bank account? Will you? So ayong din yun, Pastor, 100. But I hope you're seeing the point. We got in Christ so big, so much uh, more than the world would try to take away from us. And if you are part of the kingdom, you are so secure, you just give away, you just overlook, and know uh, anything that's done to you doesn't matter anymore. You could overlook it because of the grace of God in your life. Right? I don't think so that you would chase after that. You would fight after that wallet na meron lang 100 pesos compared to what was just given you. Now, the same is true with our relationships. When somebody wrongs us, we can afford. Everybody say afford. We can afford to forgive. We can afford to overlook because of the surpassing honor that we have, that we share with Christ. Because of the greater treasure 
knowing that we have we are co-heirs with Christ. So kung anong treasure ni God kay Christ, part ka rin nun. Sa'yo rin yun. And if you know how great and how valuable this unbelievable identity that God is giving you, that no one could take away from you, you will rest secure. Like Jesus was so secure. And you will be able to fulfill the destiny and the calling that God has for you. Reali- retaliation, again, doesn't make sense to you when you are growing in the grace of God. When you're growing in your salvation, knowing that it's not by works, but it's by grace. When you're growing in that, retaliation doesn't make sense. Hindi na, alam ko na, wala nang patutunguhan to, but ito yung patungo yung buhay ko, and I'm excited. And I can only look down on those people in a good way, and I can look to them with compassion. Sayang, kung nag-gets lang nila yung treasures na meron kay Christ, sana makilala rin nila si Christ. You can look to them with compassion instead of anger. Because of the reality of the blessings that we have in Christ, we can overlook and not retaliate anymore. Romans 12 verse 17 tells us, Repay no one evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take what? Revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay says the Lord. If we see God so great, so just, so powerful, we could entrust whatever situation we're going through. Whatever, uh, and whoever wrongs us, we could let God deal with him. He is the great avenger. That day, you will be avenged. I want to close with this story. I was in a car with my friends going home from a late night party with other friends. So, pauwi na ho kami. We had our babies. Bata pa si Thea nun. Yung friend din namin, uh, they have their, their baby also. And we were going out the road from the parking lot. Suddenly, there was a trailer truck coming so fast na yung SUV na sinasakyan namin, you know, talagang parang binuli niya lang. Dinaanan niya kami. And he just passed right in front of us. And, and the driver was so offended. Sobrang rude nung driver ng trailer truck that our driver was so mad and was so offended. He sped, talagang binilisan niya, he sped up. He was so violated by the rudeness of the trailer truck. And he was beeping. And he was having his headlights up and down. You know the good thing? His wife, suddenly from behind, tapped his back and said, let go. Let go. And that driver came to his senses and realized what he was doing was actually dangerous. They were trying to overtake the trailer truck, but there was a car behind. Pwede silang delicado. And then the driver realized this was going nowhere. You know what? That driver was me. That happened last year. I was preparing this message. Sabi ko, Lord, as I continue to grow, grabe pala yung grace mo, no? Sometimes, malalabas na lang na issue. But I'm so thankful for my wife, who is also a follower of Christ, who would remind me of the gospel and would spur me towards growth. And I'm, I'm so blessed also to have friends who are followers of Christ. These guys, they, they knew I was struggling that night. But they were gracious enough you know, we prayed together, I repented and said, Wow, Lord, 
It doesn't make sense if I would push through. Delikado pa. Kung may mangyari sa amin, hindi lang anak namin, pati anak nila. And my prayer is that maybe you're here, you've been following Jesus. I pray that you would grow in the, the grace of God in your life. Retaliation doesn't make sense. And maybe you're here and the Lord is telling you, stop retaliating. Let me do the work. Just let go. Can we all bow down our heads and pray? Father, we thank you for this word. So powerful, God. You did not just give us a pattern, but you are empowering your people through the Holy Spirit to obey with a different kind of obedience, obedience that comes from the heart because of an experience of your grace, because of an experience of your love for us. Lord, continue to change us, we cry out. Lord, continue to transform us. Lord, continue to make us become more like Jesus so that when people look at us, they would see that you are real and they would intend to follow you as well. Lord, I pray for all of us who are not connected with people who are pursuing your righteousness, people who are pursuing your grace. I pray that they would be connected, that they would have vital relationships, Lord, that will spur them to the gospel and not towards religious doings, God, but we would spur us, Lord God, for a different kind of obedience, obedience that comes from the gospel. Lord, thank you. For you will empower your people to, to be different. Lord God, to be generous, to be forgiving, and to realize, God, that in you we have so much more. Hindi kami Lord God, that we could afford to let go, we could afford to overlook. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph resources podcasts.